everybody, welcome to our podcast, Daja How. So we are now back to part two with Eugenia Chang, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Because my father is German, and you are Taiwanese, but you live in South Africa. And everyone always asked me growing up, why didn't I go to Germany to live with my dad to do schooling there? Because I did all my schooling here. How it works is I grew up with my grandma. My mom was always working and it was great because you know she's working really hard for us to have a lifestyle that she did not have when she was young so my grandma took over and looked after everybody and I grew up in a house where my cousins grew up with me so everyone lived under the same roof so it would be my mom's brothers all of them living with us and I told my husband because he he grew he grew up with his sisters but he's you know his cousins are like normal cousins you see them on holiday and that's it and I said to him it's so nice to grow up in a house full of people because you're so close to them right you know that is uh, even that is um, you know your father made proposal me to get to marry him I only see him three times okay so that is uh, it was in the first page of daily dispatch in in Easter Cape you know, I was proposal to marry him when I was when my business is done. So I don't, you know, someone went to him to say, you know, you must cancel your orders from this Chinese woman because of the he's going, she's is into the trouble of the uh, the, the running capital, right? And uh, your father told him to say, no, I, you know, she won't. I'm going to give. I'm not going to pull out. I'm going to give her more my more orders. And that time, up to that time, he says so. He's he was he was a very small. My very small buyer, because he's from Germany. I didn't know how big he is, but the order he gave to our company is very small. Only I think it's only thirty thousand or three thousand amounts, and I don't know him that well. And but uh, so I received I received an email from him and um, say he had serious things want to discuss with me. So he came. And he came, I was very nervous. I thought it's going to be have some claims, you know, the people, you know, all the buyer like to claim. So I say, oh, my shit, you know. But anyway, after the the, the the last day he visit, he you know he said, let me invite you to for the for the dinner tonight. I said, okay. So I thought now it's going to now it's going to open the book talk. Imagine surprises. He said, I, you know, I'm coming here to propose you to marry me. Okay, don't tell me you don't have problem. You have serious problem. If you marry me, I will help you to through this difficulty. And your problem is my problem. So I look at him. I told him, give me, give me 24 hours to think about it. Because don't forget, I have a son. My son was 10 years old. So I have to go back to talk to my son. I told, I told my son to say, this is happened that evening. I remember my son is crying. And he mm. said, mommy, I know you had problem with, uh, with my dad, you know, but mm. I never have any other boyfriend, whatever. So he said, I think maybe one day you will go back. You know? So I told him, my son, yeah, yeah, I don't have boyfriend, you know, but doesn't mean I agree with your father. But anyway, now I need it for one thing, our business. You know, well, our business is needed. And how yeah. we get into the trouble with business? Because I can't tell, I can't, I cannot, I don't want to say too much here, but I'm just saying someone, someone, someone saying, to join when you ask me to double my factory sizes. Yeah. And because because something, you know, the Tiananmen Square happened, so nobody can come out. So that is a stuck in with huge double factories. 
and suddenly no money for buying raw material. But anyway, so the Cheryl's father is helping me, all right? Then, you know, I told him, I told him, I said, look, listen, um, second morning, I told him, my, my son, after said the second morning, my son said, okay, mommy is okay. So second morning, I told him it's okay, but I told him I'm coming next week because I don't know. I don't know um, this Mr. Kong, he's a square, he, uh, he's the wrong one because the only place I saw him in Germany is in his show, showroom. So when I see there, when I'm there, he came with the Tesserosas, you know, and uh, gave me a gift of this, uh, um, the, the Cartier, the golden, golden, golden watch with diamonds, all the braces, all the things, right? I was so shocked. And then we go to, I go to his house. I told myself, I'm so lucky. I say, yes, already. If I came now and look on these things, I will be very embarrassed to say yes. Yes. So he helping me with the financial, what you call, the financial um, guarantee for my buying for materials. All right. So I'm starting to buy the material from local and governments. We have a lot of incentives. Yes. A lot of incentive to, to give to us if you're using the the domestic Africa fabric. And, you know, and the, actually, whatever the money, he guaranteed I pay back. And I pay, pay well to him. But yes. I always say, um, him, two things is good. One, without him, I won't be today. Number two, he gave me a very beautiful and nice daughter. And the same thing I told my son. <laughs> one thing, one thing, one thing, you know, my son's father did is right is he gave me a very good son. That's all. Mm. And I took my, my, my daughter away from him. I didn't really took my, my daughter away from him because I told him never fight with me, with my children. All right? Your children belong to you. Okay? You can only have them for holiday. But I want to take them to be educated here. Because... Uh, you know that is I do I don't like the the high you know high speed the car or our the the, the helicopter yes yeah. yes all the thing I don't like it and it make me very scared so that is why you know I told him I said look Lisa this is not my life I want my children to grow up the normal not into these crazy things you know to, I mean this is. A, I do not know whether I'm this my decision is right or, or no or wrong, I think but, it's very good. Yeah, but you know, there's one thing is that you know because we have language problem. It's because I can't speak German, you know, and uh, you know German English also not that well, right? Mm -hmm. And and I also bump in to see his companies, most of his Germans, uh, German uh, 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 manager and staff. I don't think they accept me. At the beginning, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, people, you know, they, they, they see you, they smile, they, but you know, they are not accept you at all. So later on, I found out a lot of difficulty, all the things. Right? Then I say, okay, no, this is really for me. But I didn't, I still keep my daughters there on purpose for eight months with, with a nanny. The only reason, I think about three or four, four years old, because she, she starting to learn the language. And I told myself, I let her to be there so that she can pick up the, English, the, the German. And from that moment, I buy all those German children's stories to let my daughter listen every night before I go to bed, you know? Actually, I couldn't fall asleep if I didn't have it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was very good. I think it, I still listen to German now and I listen to German podcasts to practice and not forget 
the German side. So how I grew up is I spent most of my schooling in South Africa, but every holiday and every single special event, I would fly to Germany and spend it with my dad's side. My dad did get remarried. So, you know, I do have siblings and um, I do see them often enough that I have a very close relationship with them. But the closest relationship I have is with my brother who I grew up with in the same house. But it's very different relationships. I don't know how to explain it. My sisters, I have more of like, you know, friendship. Whereas with my brother, it's just like a brother. You know, we fight and we talk not often, but we message each other like we're siblings. And so it's a very different dynamic. Actually, I should say that, you know, because, I, you know, when, when I start in my business, I always carry my son, you know, and uh, my mother traveling to any place before he even she went to school. Even I let her to let him to study here for two years and bring to Taiwan two years and coming back and you know, jump to full, uh, the, 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 the force. But I don't know whether I'm doing right or not. But I didn't do that to my daughter. Actually, because I know my son was a very lonely uh, person. Mm. And uh, he's different than my, my, my daughter. I mean, my daughter. So I actually, I leave my daughter to him. He used to hold her, okay, when she was small and not here. She always hold her to sleep, you know. Actually, she she's just like he's just like a father. So yes. that is why I think that is my my daughter's the, the relationship with the with the brother. In some way, something that is uh, brother and sister had discussed is not belong to them because I think that is uh, she is always look at him like a like a father, hmm. you know. Yeah. So, but yes, yes, when I was younger, because my brother is a, much, a lot older than I am. And so, yeah. you know, go for to him for advice. Anything I do, I ask my brother. Now, as I get older and, uh, older and now I'm also a parent, I do some, do a lot of things without asking for advice. But before I did ask him for a lot of direction, but now he's so busy. He has his own family and, you know, it's still a very good relationship. It's just different to how it was when we were little, right? Yes, of course. Of yeah. course. Actually, we come to uh, South African is I had discussion with my son because that time everybody of my friends sent their children to go to, you know, like America, Europe, Australia. And uh, my son was 19. So uh, Cheryl was eight years old. So I had the conversation with him. I told him, you love your sister so much. And uh, you can decide if you go to abroad or you want to stay in South Africa to see your sister grow up. Mm. Because uh, she, she is only eight. So if you go now, every year you come back, you will say, oh, my sister grow up, grow up. But after nine years after, you won't, I don't think that is, you know, he, maybe I'm wrong. So she, then he, he said he decided to stay behind to grow up with the sister. Yes, and we know? moved to Cape Town. I remember. Yeah, we but, moved to Cape know, Town. Because I remember they said they were going to go, he was going to go to America for for university. And then and it was great. I think it's great. And, yeah. you know, I'm very close to his kids now. 
it's a little bit difficult sometimes because, you know, boundaries, there are boundaries that we need to set. And my family, as I've said before on the podcast, we don't have boundaries, right, mom? We are very close. You know, my sister-in-law sets boundaries, healthy boundaries. And it's not how I, how we used to do things. We just like, you know, if we want to take the kids out, we'll take the kids out. If we want to go for breakfast, we'll go for breakfast. Whereas now we have these healthy boundaries put in place that we, you know, have to ask the mom, ask my brother's very busy with work. So most of the time, my sister-in-law does all of the scheduling for the kids. And so, yeah, I'm very close with the kids with healthy boundaries set in place. And hopefully in the future, my daughter will be very close to his kids. That's basically what I want. I want them to be close so that when they grow up, they can have good memories together. See how it goes. We will see what the future brings, right, mom? Yeah, yes. Um, the only one thing that I say, even the husband and wife or the children or the brother, sister or the cousins, the one thing that's always there is, okay, the feeling is there, but the growing must be in the same level. When I say growing, meaning the thinking or your, uh, your the way of going, you know, cannot be one is the, in the 18th century and the other is 21st century. Then... Clarify, my mom is a manufacturer for denim. She makes the materials, garments. denim, yeah. garments. So that is what her main job is. But she is a jack of all traits. She can adapt with anything. Mm. If you ask her to be a motivational speaker, she will do it. If you want her to help you with something, she will do it. So I just thought it would be a nice insight into what it's like to move from your country. My mom's English is very good now, but I don't think your English was great when you first moved here, right? No, no, no. Uh, you know that is uh, you know that is I remember my uh, American boss. Nah, he he's in the Hong Kong for many years. When I work with for him, he's almost thirty years. He can't speak even the full sentence of the Hongkongese. I remember what he told me, which is true. He told me he said I asked him, why are you there a long time you don't speak. He said Eugenia, we are traveling. You cannot sit on first class and starting to to talking about you know the, you know like uh, uh, the, you give some shit. You know, yeah. and you're starting to pronounce. So, so the only time you can learn another language when you're working somewhere, all right? When you become the owner, you know, to do your own business, no way. Like now, if you are, you, yes, you when you're teaching, it's very busy, but it's also the time you can learn something because you station in one place, you don't move. Yes. The moment you're starting to move, nothing you can, nothing you can learn. So I, so I used to. Traveling for one day, one place to one day, and the people don't understand. You know, for me, I cannot chatting with people because I have no interest in for other things. You know, I'm the, the, the people thinking I think I'm a very boring person. The reason I'm saying that I can only talking about business, quoting the prices, the materials, right? So after that finish, I sit with the buyer. I can't. I don't know what to talk. And, you know, a lot of my girlfriend asked me to say, hey, Eugenia, you always, you fly the, the, the first class, you know? And you, know, you didn't meet any men? I said, no. Why? He said, you know, if you are not interesting, why don't you look at them and pick someone for me? I said, no. You know what? Because to me, to talking to a foreigner who is sitting, 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 sitting next to me, it's a burden to talk to them. Because I have to think about English to say, what, I'm going to talk to this man. So what I do? I go up. With all my, my juggling suits, I sleep. I don't care who is next to me. 
you know? Our, I have to be our, honest, our this is so true. My mom used to get on the flight and she would sleep and I'd be next to her waking her up like, there's turbulence, there's turbulence. And my mom, it's okay, it's okay. But she'd be so tired. She's been working. Some days she should, some weeks she'd work like work a whole week and she'd only sleep like four hours in that whole week because she's always on the phone with buyers. And at that time, there was no cell phones, no email. She'd sit next to the sax machine. I remember her getting faxes, phoning in the middle of the night because it's a different time overseas. So yeah, you work very hard, mom. She's a great businesswoman. You're also a great parent, mom. But she was very much like, I need to work to be able for my family to have the things that I want them to have. And I also had a great childhood. I was with, I saw my mom often, maybe, you know, once a month or once a week, depending on where she was in the world. I had my, my nanny and my grandma was always around. So it's not like I was ever alone. I actually had a lot of people around me growing up because as I said, I had a full house full of my cousins. So there was never a dull moment. <laughs> but okay, thank you, Mom. We that's all the time we have for today. And yes. I hope that everyone found it interesting. I'd like to just give a quick shout out to Kathleen, who was on our podcast two weeks ago. She's had her baby and it's a very healthy little boy called Liam. So congratulations, Kathleen. I know that you listen to our podcast very often. Hope you're doing well. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye.